live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Five wide here for Texas. Ewers looks right, wants to throw, does. It's intercepted! Intercepted! Gentry Williams! He picked it off! <laughs> Second play of the game! Gabriel's going to run it himself up the middle. He's to the five. Touchdown! Dylan Gabriel right up the gut of Bevo! And the Sooners strike first in Gallus! Going to throw across the middle, caught, busted, intercepted, Kendall Dolby off the deflection, and they're not overturning this one. Gabriel hands to Walker up the middle, churning. It's Tawee, wee, wee, all the way home, touchdown. From the two, fourth down, quick throw, caught in the slant by Worthy, folded up, did he get in? I don't think he got there. I don't think he got there. The Sooners turned away, Bevo on the goal line. They had first and goal at the one, and they turned him away. Second and goal from the three and a half. Nick Anderson now comes far right in the trip set. 27 seconds. Anderson in motion. 23 seconds. Gabriel has the football. Looks to throw. He's under pressure. He lobs in zone. Touchdown! steps up, launches for the end zone, far side, ball hangs in the air, it is knocked down, and you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the board, one year after the Sooners are humiliated in Dallas, they punch Bevo right back in the eye. That was a roller coaster right there, man. That was tough, man. Left him too much time on the clock at the end, didn't we? And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Yes. Yes, you did leave him too much time on the clock at the end. Woo! What a weekend, Tyler. Have, have fun, huh? What a weekend. Man. Was, was that something? I uh, I'm convinced I played in that game the way my body felt after that <laughs> three and a half hours, man. That Dude, was that was sweet. It's it's crazy how I mean, I think think defensively we played 85 snaps. I'm not sure what the what the number was on offense. I'm sure it was up around that number. So you're talking you're talking well over. Um, 150, probably close to, you know, 175 snaps and or more, including special teams. And it felt like the game was on the line on every single one of them, didn't it? It's what you want, right? That's it's crazy. It's what the best of what this rivalry has to offer. No, it was it was sweet. And 
we'll try to break this down the best we can for the next three hours and get to every single aspect of this game. I don't know if three hours could get us to break down every aspect of the first six minutes of that game yeah. with how crazy the game started, but we will have Bob Stoops coming up next segment, a day early today, which works out perfectly. We'll talk to Bob coming up next about uh, what he saw on Saturday. But I- I'd like to start here because I, as I've rewatched this game just countless times, reliving in the glory that was Saturday, you know, it was a legacy game and a legacy drive for Dylan Gabriel. And that is absolutely true, and it is absolutely the storyline. But the more I've watched that touchdown pass to Nick Anderson, the talk about the legacy game and the legacy drive, I think, in in some ways, is taking away from the incredible throw that was made to score the touchdown. Like, and give all the credit to Walter Rouse there for blocking two Texas defenders. But, dude, I don't know how Dylan Gabriel saw Nick Anderson. And that throw that he had in the corner of the end zone, that's – that's not just a legacy drive. That's not just his legacy game. Dude, that was an incredible play, an incredible throw to win the football game. My God. It was. It was awesome. Stepped up, was under all types of, uh, of pressure, stepped up into the into the fire, delivers a football over the top. Just so cool. Wasn't it? It's, it was perfect. How long can we go on like this? Three out of the last four years have just been – just been like the craziest wildest ride you could ever imagine uh i i love it but my goodness i don't know how many more of those i could stand it's crazy what was your confidence level they were going to go down the field with a minute and some change and no timeouts left and not get a field goal but go down and get six points were you feeling good at that point uh i wasn't really i was i was worried about going down and getting an opportunity to kick a field goal and worried about it because the last time I mean there was a pretty brisk wind in there and it looked like that the last field goal he attempted it just smothered the ball now I don't know if he hit it good or or not but I was worried I was like man we're gonna have to get pretty close for a field goal attempt but you know that first play we chewed up a big chunk and I was like okay we're in business here we we've got something working um, I felt pretty confident we were going to have a, a really good opportunity to at least tie the football game. I was, I don't, the whole drive, I was never, never in doubt, really. Well, because it started off so well from the first, yeah. you, you know, it, it felt like mm-hmm. one of those drives, like, all right, we're going to be able to see the first play here, uh, you, you know, how, if they're going to have a chance to go score, if it's a bad play, negative play, a sack, that's no timeouts left, but they just they just rolled, man. And once Drake Stoops caught that ball over the middle, and yeah. he takes it to OU side, gets, it, gets some nice yards after the catch. It felt like they, they they can go down and score a touchdown here, and it was just it's perfect, man, for a kid that has caught some crap by the fan base. Not from everyone. I I don't want to say that that was all the fans because that's not true. But for him to have that moment and that drive, he'll be he'll be remembered forever, man. And yeah. I I love like. Beating those guys 65-13, 63-14 is awesome. It's incredible. But when you beat them like that, they're going to show that play over and over and over again. I looked up at the scoreboard during the game, and they're showing uh, all the classic plays in this rivalry's history. We're going to be seeing that one on the Jumbotron year in and year out. We get oh, to yeah. relive it every year, and that's awesome, dude. I, I love it. Just crazy stuff. Now, um, that was a great play. 
but I thought, you know, it's so hard. There were so many great plays in that game that you want to give all of them their, their credit. I thought the third throw of that drive, the second one to Drake, where DG avoided pressure, stepped up. It looked like maybe he's going to run for it, but he found Drake Stoops on the crosser. Like That was an awesome throw. He was great all day at avoiding uh, any type of pressure, finding a, an open seam, and either getting the ball out, stepping up, and getting the ball out, or getting out and using his legs. Just a Great football game from him, man. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. I mean, all, all around he was fantastic. Yep. And then what he gives you in the run game with over 100 yards, right? Yep. He was just uh, – <laughs> a lot of his legacy was riding on this game, and, and he had um, – I mean, the Iowa State game was better numbers-wise, but given the opponent in the moment, that's the best game of his career. So just – Oh, yeah. It's the best oh, game of man. his career. And you know what? It was, it was pretty obvious at halftime. It was pretty obvious throughout that game who the better team was. I don't know if anyone's trying to say that that was a fluke. If they are, they're idiots. They don't know what they're watching. Dude. Well, yeah, there's uh, a lot of that going yeah, on. Yeah, o- 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 OU's a, o- a better team, man. And Texas was supposedly a, a year ahead and better in the trenches. That's that's not what I saw on Saturday. OU is better in, in all those respects. Yeah. Uh, we were, at one point, it felt like we were going to run away with the football game. Um. But we never did, which credit Texas. They made some big plays down the stretch. I thought yours was good. Um, you know, we – I think here's the thing that it seems like a lot of Texas fans and just the commentary that I'm seeing out there, I, it's, I, I think everyone forgets that they blocked a punt for a touchdown. Like, and fake to fake to punts yeah, that went for big yardage as well. Yeah. Yep. On the same drive, and well, I, I mean that wasn't the same drive. That was on a uh, the the drive right before that, right? Um, you don't get a punt blocked for a touchdown and win a football game very often. Okay, especially against the number three team in the country. So. I know they're sitting there saying that they didn't play well. Oklahoma left left a lot out there also. That was not a perfect game from either side. No. They turned it over three times, okay, and I would say that we had a lot to do with forcing those turnovers. Um, but special teams was not great. We missed a field goal. We got a pump block for a touchdown. I mean, there's a lot going on out there that was not perfect by both teams, so – I don't want to hear anyone acting like we played the perfect game, and that's seems to be the commentary out there. Wow. Texas didn't play well, and Oklahoma played the perfect game. That was game. one of my big takeaways in the postgame show on Saturday is I didn't think Oklahoma played perfectly, and that wasn't their best game. So yeah, you're able right. to beat a top three team. By the way, they're a good team. Texas is a good football team. But you beat those guys, you really control the game, and you didn't play your best game. So what is this team? what is this team really capable of? Like, it, right. it, what's, what's their true ceiling? That's exciting to think about, too, after a game like this. And, yeah, it's – whether it's um, whether it's Cowherd or some others saying, well, you know, Texas won't turn it over three times. Are, are you sure they won't turn it over three times when they play again? Gentry jumped a route. Billy Bowman delivered a big hit. And Peyton Bowen put his head on the football while the quarterback was running. There was nothing fluky about those turnovers. And if you want to play it that way – 
what are the odds that Texas blocks a punt? What are the odds that they fake a punt and get it? Like, who cares? Whatever. Let right. OU be the underdog again if they play again. That's fine. That, I think that they suit that role. But there's I, no question who the better team is right now. I think that is exactly the point. If if Sark thinks the difference is that they just didn't play well, great. That's what I love that. If that's if that's what the fans think, if that's what the team thinks, I I, I like that. That means they're not going to have the edge next time either. Uh, and when I say edge, I mean like the mental edge. And I'll tell you, Oklahoma had it. Like yep the the pregame, the way DG came out on fire, dude. Hey, I don't know what Ethan Downs <laughs> was on, but that dude. Had the best game of his career, no doubt, man. He was he was fighting, he was scrapping out there, he was throwing guys around. He played good, tough football. Um, and I'm telling you, man, I that was not a perfect performance defensively by any stretch. But there's a lot of there, there's they're going to get a lot better this year. They're going to get a lot better. And, that, this and year. That, that's my point, too, is I, I like OU's chances to get a lot better until that, that December Big 12 championship game, even if they play again. So that's not the final product of OU on Saturday by any no. stretch. In fact, I mean, we'd be talking about this win or lose. I want to see this team, when they come back against UCF, look like a lot better football team after two weeks. And yeah. I think that they probably will. Yep. And, Lots and to be excited one, about. That's one where the coaches are going to come in and everyone's going to celebrate, but they're going to look at that film and they're going to say, listen, guys. Number one, um, we were fortunate to get out of there with the W, with all the mistakes that we made. But look how much better we can be, right? And and that's the exciting part. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Um, hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Coach Stoops joins us next. Stay with us. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is the Ref, home of Sooner fans. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. It is a victory Monday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. What a guest to get the Monday after OU beats Texas in epic fashion. Bob Stoops now joins us, brought to you, uh, brought to us by Modelo. And Coach, uh, I, I don't even know where to start in this game. I'm just going to let you go, man. What would you think? I had, to, I had to get on early with you this week. I ran out of tequila, so I couldn't <laughs> wait for tequila Tuesday. Rock and roll tequila is all gone at my house. Oh, man. It was a wild one, Coach. Start to finish. What great game. Great game. Uh all of it. I mean, uh, golly, I thought uh, coaching staff did an amazing job. Uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, Jeff Lebby, I thought play calling in that last drive was absolutely incredible. I thought Dylan Gabriel was incredible, of course. Everyone has seen that and uh, his poise and making the plays he did. Running the ball and throwing. Defense, I thought, was incredible. Amazing. Uh, came up with the turnovers, came up with a first and goal at the one, and they stop them. On and on. Uh, so, yeah, just a fun, exciting, great game to watch. It feels like that's one 
that you kind of build on, right? And I know they've got a bye week afterwards, which is maybe good to to kind of regroup oh. a little bit. But that's whenever you go out and pull off something like that, that's whenever you can really start to see a team come together. Absolutely. And this is the absolute perfect time to have an off week. And they won't celebrate it more than maybe one more day, and then they're on. Uh, but they don't have a game this coming weekend. It's perfect. Uh, middle of the season, six games in, six to go, get a rest. Heal up, get your legs back under you. Perfect time. And I I tell you, everyone out there needs to watch that last play again. Everyone everyone wants to watch Dylan, you know, Gabriel and Anderson, da-da-da-da-da. Watch Walter Rouse. I don't know if you guys have talked about Oh, yes. The left tackle blocking two guys. He sees the corner coming, corner of safety off the left edge. He's already blocking the D end, and he gets a hand out on him to give Dylan just enough time to get that ball off. Amazing play by by him. Too many times old linemen get overlooked. Big players make big plays. Yeah, we we talked about that. It was a huge moment in that play, and you, you mentioned the goal line stands. I don't know what your reaction was in that moment, but to turn them away four consecutive times. Inside the one or right at the one, Bob, after giving up a big play after, like that showed ability to me, sure, but that also showed an incredible amount of mental toughness to come back from that big play that Texas hit on and then to stop them four consecutive times. Absolutely. Uh, it really did. I mean, uh, great tenacity, great will, and execution. They were where they needed to be. I thought Billy Bowman had a huge monster game overall. Mm-hmm. I thought he. He was incredible through the day, you know, knocking people around, knocking, you know, creating the interception. Huge play. He had the biggest hit of all of them, I believe. It was Billy on that on that fourth down play. And yeah. uh, no, it was, you know, uh, Danny Stutzman again, just incredible. No, that was huge to be able to stop anybody first and goal at the one. That's that's some real mental toughness and, and great execution. You know, I, I think one of the things that is exciting is we didn't play the perfect game. There was plenty of mistakes out there. We had a punt blocked for a touchdown. We gave up some some big chunk plays. Um, you know, offensively we had some breakdowns every now and then. So I, that's to me is what's exciting is I still don't think we've hit in our full stride yet. No, that's exactly right, but – Anyone who thinks you're going to play perfect in a game like that's, you know, not not realistic. You're going to these are young people in these huge games, and some things happen. Um, you know, and I, yeah. So I no, I don't think we're we're at all close to our potential and what we can really play like. And I think we'll keep working towards it. But uh, you know, we all said ahead of the game, or at least I know I did, turnover margin, and whoever runs. Yeah. possesses the ball the most, you know, and can run the ball the most effectively. And I don't know what we ran for and what they did, but that always wins this game. 200 for Oklahoma market. to 156 to Texas. So that out, wins out, out of you go. By 50. That's right. It's, it's, it's about foolproof, <laughs> the two yep. of those, with, with turnover margin. And anyway, uh, you could say we had two turnovers with the block punt and that we allowed them to have a fake punt. So that kind of. Yeah, help balance it out a little bit, but we still were plus one in that category, along with the rushing and, and throwing the ball. You know, together. 
Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. And, and OU's had really good contributions this year by true freshmen. And P.J. had another great game. Peyton Bowen had another great game. But Caden Green, true freshman on the offensive line, had a really good game as well. What can a game like this, those guys playing at a very high level, do for true freshmen moving forward? Oh, it, it would be a huge boost for them. To, to And listen, I'm, I'm going to give – Texas credit. Uh, they are a good team. Uh, they're, you know, better than, uh, I don't know, they're, they're a damn good team. So we'll give them credit. But uh, those young guys up there playing and playing like that, you know, now the back half of the year, they're not, they're not young anymore. And I think that'll make a difference for them. It's hard to predict. You never know what's going to happen and, and how teams respond to, to, to a win or a loss. But it kind of feels like we may see them again, doesn't it? Uh, if if we handle our business and and you'd expect that they would, it it feels like Oklahoma and Texas have kind of uh, distanced themselves from maybe the rest of the Big Twelve. Obviously, got to handle business, but it seems likely. Well, the coach in me says that's not even worth talking about right now. <laughs> All right, yeah. You know, bottom line is, you know, you got a week to regroup. You know, rest up, heal up, get extra work on Central Florida, and then you play it and let it come to you as it does. Uh, there's no sense in, you know, even thinking or talking about that as a coach, and they won't. You know, I know Brent won't and team won't. They just take it as it comes. But we put ourselves in a great position, and, uh, you know, so it'll it'd be great, you know, if, if we're in that championship game playing whoever. I don't know if uh, tequila uh, sales, rock and roll tequila sales spike during this game, guys, but three of the past four years, man, like Saturday, 2021, 2020, um, I, I know I'll be loading up on rock and roll tequila next year, Bob, just in case. I'm sure you will, yeah, too. Yeah, you got you to have a case with you before the game all ready to go. Well, Coach, it was awesome. The last thing I have is, boy, Drake has <laughs> – he always plays great. We know what we're going to get every week from him. But my goodness, has he shown up huge at OU Texas with some of the most memorable plays and a couple on that final drive. That's just It's got to be so awesome to watch that. It really is. Um, you know, he has such a history. Of course, he's, he's lived that game since uh, he could walk or since we were able to bring him to the game. And, uh, you know, it's really gratifying to see him after the game with his teammates and I love the the team photo with Brent got the cap on and he's hugging Drake because you know all our kids were at those games since they were toddlers you know so uh seeing the picture with him you know with Dylan Gabriel after the game too he said I'd never put the hat on He, he put the hat on this year so so uh that was cool so he uh he's had his moments and yeah, he's had some big plays in that game, so that's uh, it's fun for him, you know, and excited for him. That's good stuff. All right, Coach, we appreciate you stopping by the show. We'll holler at you soon. All right, guys, great to be with you. Boomer Sooner. Boomer yeah, Sooner. Awesome. All right. It's awesome, man. No, that, yeah. was, that, that was cool. I, I'm really I, – I put this out on our social media page yesterday, and I'm really fighting to not put Saturday at uh, number one for me of OU Texas games I've attended. I was at 03, 04, 2021, 2020, but that one just felt like such a program win. 
and after taking all the crap for the past year and being told that you're not as good as these guys, you're not as good where it matters, you're not SEC ready, you're not this, you're not that, to come in and look like the better team, like 2021 is hard to top, man. It really is. But, God, the feeling I had walking out of the Cotton Bowl on Saturday, I don't know if I felt that way ever, ever walking out of that place before. I agree. I I thought that there will never be a better football game than what I witnessed in 2021. And maybe there's some recency bias going on with, with what we watched over the weekend. But the tension, because it was tight the entire time, what it was? It was seven. It was tied at seven. Then we took a ten, uh, 10 OU, seven lead. The biggest lead was OU had that ten point lead in the ball at midfield right after the fumble that yep. Peyton Bowen created. That that was the largest lead of the day. There was five lead changes in the first half. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just it was it was tense the entire time. The entire crowd, both sides were hanging on every single play, and. It's great that it's it's not it, it was less like a tennis match where it's one team scores and then the other team scores and you know there was all kinds of drama in there throughout. It was so much better. Um, it was fantastic. Hell, it made me so happy it. that I cheered and I looked like I was in labor uh, as soon as Nick <laughs> Anderson caught that touchdown pass. Dude, I'm uh. telling you that is one of the best videos. Just like. To get the pure reaction in the moment, so cool. So cool. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some text messages next. We want to hear what you guys think. 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Quick break here from Newcastle Casino. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. Attention basketball fans. Get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit KREF.com, click the KREF store link on the menu, and check out our fresh line of shirts like the official Ref Army tailgate shirt. Say goodbye to the Big 12 with our Thanks for the Trophies shirt. And join us in our pink shirt to salute Julie Venables' fight with breast cancer, for which a portion of every purchase will be donated to Stevenson Cancer Center. Find all of that and more at the KREF store. The KREF store, the home of Sooner fans to suit up for the Ref Army. Make Great Plains Kubota your dealership destination for tractors 40 horsepower and below. Kubota's powerful comp. Your home. Every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. the rush on the ref tyler mccombs teddy layman let's hear what you have to say on the knifflemeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 this one from the 469 so in the sec it means more my ass lol we are sec ready boomer 
Uh, I can't imagine what Greg Sankey was thinking during the middle of all that madness on Saturday. I believe he said that's the first time he's attended the OU-Texas game, and he already had a lot of reasons to be excited about adding those two programs, but seeing the game that he's inheriting as well um, probably made that guy pretty happy about the future, even more so. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, has to. Has to. Which, you know, I, you mentioned it to Coach Stoops. All of the young players out there that, I mean, Peyton Bowen forcing a fumble, Nick Anderson catching the final touchdown, Caden Green out there, uh, PJ out there making plays. Just Gentry young had a guys. pick and a fumble recovery. Gentry, so. all kinds of young guys making huge, huge contributions out there. It's awesome to see. Uh, 918. <laughs> I crapped my pants, threw up, and cried on Saturday. First time to do that with no alcohol in me. Booba! <laughs> my, uh, my buddy Jake was there for the first time on Saturday. His first ever OU Texas game. Shout out to him. Uh, his wife video him, and he cried uh, as soon as the game went final, <laughs> which, is, which is cool. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it's you know, know what you're going to get uh, from yourself whenever you've been put through the ringer like that for three and a half or four hours, and the final moment is something that that wild. You just you don't know how you're going to respond to it. Okie Tom says, oh, you beat Texas for the fifth time in the last six years. I'm glad that you texted that in, Okie Tom, because um, we were, in, were at the Omni Saturday night after dinner you know, having some celebratory drinks. It's what you do. And it's so awesome when they show the replay of the game on ESPN and everyone's in the bars going crazy like it happened for the first time. Yeah. But on the little ticker on the bottom, yeah, it said that. It says, OU beats Texas for the fifth time in the past six years and the 11th time in the past 15 years. And I don't know why. Maybe because we were hit over the head with 49-0, 49-0 for the past year. But I saw OU's won 11 of the past 15, and for some reason it surprised me. Yeah. Well, um, make sure you fact check it because. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to do whenever that. I was watching, whenever I was watching ESPN, whenever I got home, it was maybe between games or maybe during a halftime, and they were kind of going through some highlights. It set up on the, they flashed a, a graphic up there. And it said Oklahoma 5-0 and for the first time since 2011. <laughs> like, no, that's what? not right. Uh, number one, they're 6-0. and Last time, Last time they were 5-0, uh, and everyone was pissed off, so I know that that's yeah. not true. They were, yeah, it, it, that's dumb. They were 9-0 and in 2021. So, uh, just hmm. funny. <laughs> 479 from the state of Arkansas. I'm 21 weeks pregnant, and I was at the game. Worried at the end there that my heart rate and blood pressure for the entirety of that game may have been harmful to the baby, but all is well. She is undefeated in the Red River rivalry. Yeah, she was probably like, wow, that was a loud roar. That must have been Nick Anderson. That must have been a touchdown to win the whole thing. All that guy does is catch touchdowns, right? That's all he does is catch touchdowns. Pretty awesome. 405, Texas played so bad that Coach Sark didn't give them their coloring book for the bus ride home. I just hope they don't take it too hard. Remember, you guys still beat Alabama. 
Yeah, I don't think they're taking it too hard. It sounds like um, they're taking it pretty good. They feel like, you know, they just didn't play well. Uh, and here's the here's the real truth, though. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to matter that they lost that game. You know, they are they're still ranked really high and deservedly so. They still have one of the best wins of the season, maybe the best, going to beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And if they win out, they got a chance of – they would make it to the college football playoffs. So, I mean, as far as as far as everything's concerned in their world, their, things should be fine for them. Jim in Arlington, Paul Feinbaum says OU's win is the best in college football this year. He's got OU just outside the college football playoff for now. Well, they got the best win, but you got him outside the college football playoff with a very favorable schedule down the second half. What are you, what are you waiting for, Paul? Yeah. Well, well whatever. Um, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, guess, uh, I guess Georgia finally woke up a little bit. Yeah, right? they looked really good against Kentucky. Real good against Kentucky. Georgia woke up, looked really good. Ohio State looks like they're starting to hit their groove. Um, Michigan still looks totally dominant. So for a while, it looked like there maybe there wasn't a whole lot of separation, but the cream is starting to rise to the top. 17th OU Texas game, says a texture in the 405. This was the first time I've lost my voice and my legs were sore for jumping up and down. Booma! And back to something we just mentioned a, a few minutes ago. It says 11 out of 15 is Bedlam-level dominance. OU has owned Texas in the past 15 years, yet that is not a narrative that we've heard. Texas is 4-11 against OU in their past 15, and I know that a lot of that is during the decade of suck, but mm-hmm. for a narrative that Texas was ahead of OU and they're this, this much better, like OU's been dominating them, man, since the year 2000, especially the last 15 well, anyone that's still saying the same thing about Texas, which here's the thing, give them credit because they played a hell of a football game that's a really good team, and while we didn't have the decade of suck like like Texas did, we may have had the, the decade of malaise right, to where we didn't change a whole lot. We just we continued to go out there and try and quarterback our way to a championship, and it just wasn't happening. And, you know, last year, say what you want about that, but the fact that Texas, at least, whether it's true or not, at least appears to be getting – their affairs in order and turning into a dangerous program. I think that helped wake up, wake us up. We brought that point up, yeah, for sure. As much as it um, sucks seeing them win at a more impressive clip than previously, the SEC will do that to OU. But Texas being better, yeah, I, I think that helps OU as well because I don't they. Think there's any doubt, Teddy? They showed up with an edge in that game that I don't know if I've seen them have in in, in a while, a long uh, time. And the, that Farouk picture with him standing there. Oh, the sweet. John Snow, that's so cool. No, it was sweet. And as much as the team showed up with an edge and a chip, I felt that on uh, one side of the cotton bowl as well. 
I definitely yeah. felt that. And this texter says, the Texas fans were on a new level of arrogant on Saturday. I heard 49-0 so much, it's like they thought points would roll over. Don't think they had seen a single OU game this year caught everyone off guard. Texas is always arrogant, but there was, there was a lot of arrogance. Friday and then Saturday before the game. And again, yeah. that factors into why out of the 20 OU Texas game I've attended, that one was number one for me on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. It, it was incredible. I mean, there's so many guys that played well. Um, he didn't end up with a touchdown, but Jalil Farouk was, was awesome, man. Awesome on Saturday. He played his tail off. He was physical. Um, you know, I, I thought, I thought a bunch of guys, I thought Stogner had his best game and, not just catching passes, he caught three balls, but he was also blocking his tail off. Um, man, I we didn't we didn't come out of that thing unscathed. Andrell Anthony goes down. Have we heard anything else on on what 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 the prognosis is for him? No, um, the Rudy show is not tonight. Brent's not doing a press conference tomorrow, so I don't I don't know what the timeline would be. But he got rolled up on. It didn't look great. And then obviously Matire, I mean, that's kind of looks like he'll be out for the rest of the year, if I had to guess, getting carted off like that. I, I think – so he was walking around – not walking. He had a boot on and had crutches but was was pretty mobile. Um, I think he's broke that leg before, and I think he thought he broke it. But I, I guess – here's the thing. There's more of a chance to get him back than it at least appeared. All right, that's good. During the game, okay. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna read this text by Sean, and I'm gonna move on quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you guys can relate. I never want to be told 15 seconds isn't very long because the last 15 seconds on Saturday was an eternity. <laughs> K Dub and the 918. It's definitely number one by far. It only took BV and the boys a year and a half starting over. Stripping it to the studs after Muleshoe pulled his stunt to beat our biggest rival and money machine known as the Texas Longhorns. And they see us only getting better. So, so proud to be a fan of this team. I, I, uh, I documented how I felt and, and put it on my Twitter page. I know, like, you have a job to do in that moment, but come on, that's your, that's your backers coach, that's the head coach now. What, yeah. what, what, like, how did you feel compared to the rest of us in those final moments on Saturday? just incredibly proud it it does my heart good to even though it's not perfect but to see a team that is on edge that is taking coaching that i I think is seeing and believing the message more and more um i to, to, to watch a defense and not go into the game agonizing and constantly on my mind thinking, well, they should do this and they should stop doing that. And I don't know why they don't do this. And I don't know why they aren't doing that. It's just, I hate that. I, I don't want to be that way. I just want to watch these guys go out and play their tail off. And they did. And they're not there, right? They're not there. They're still... A lot of growth to happen. A lot of growth, but they're getting better and better each week, and um, it's just makes me proud, man. It's awesome. I love it. It's cool. Right.
Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text messages coming. 651-3439. We'll be back wrapping up hour number one next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. Win the most three times a week during Apache Casino Hotel slot tournament days. 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Rewards members receive one free session in our slot tournament. Want another round in the tournament? Earn 200 slots. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Texas, really, at the end of the day, like, in my opinion, okay? Y'all can call me crazy for thinking this or whatever. We beat the we beat the ever loving <laughs> out of Oklahoma today. We beat the <laughs> out of that team, and we lost. Yep, just another idiotic Texas fan that has a podcast. Some guy named Nash thinks that Texas was the better team on Saturday. Hate to inform you, buddy, but you're right, man. It's just. Let them think that they were actually the better team and the reason why they lost on Saturday was just because they played like crap. That's fine. These two teams play again. Let OU have the edge once again. Hey, real quick, uh, this hour is brought to you by Cavens Group. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. Bob Stoops um, gave it up to Jeff, Jeff Lebby and yeah. his play calling earlier this hour, and I agree with Bob. I, I will say, surprised. I, I thought that this is just a bombs-away offense, and we were, were going to see that more on Saturday. What really one deep ball to, to Farouk that they hit on, yeah. Lebby stuck with the run game all day on Saturday. All day. Yeah. No, it was um, – I think we – what, we ran it 43 times, um, threw it 38, pretty – Stayed pretty even there, 50-50-ish, um, especially if you take out some of the um, the pass plays that turned into runs. It was probably exactly 50-50. So, yeah, I, I, I thought the play calling was great. I thought some of the design stuff we saw was, was excellent. Um, I love the fact that, you know, they talked about how they practiced that exact – you know, two-minute drive and executed it flawlessly. Thought that was great. Um, you know, the times we went tempo, you could see how much of an effect that was on the Texas defensive line. You've seen the, I'm sure, videos of Sweat basically walking out on the football <laughs> field. He was so exhausted. Yeah. Guy's 360 pounds. So you keep him out here, out there very long, he be- becomes ineffective fast. So, no, I, th- I thought Levy was outstanding. Was was it something defensively from Texas that OU just wasn't throwing the ball down the field? Just what, what was what was the reason there? Because we're just used to seeing them throw deep so much. I don't know. I, I thought we'd see it a little bit more. 
Um, perhaps it was something that they were, were seeing defensively, and I, I don't know. I don't have an answer there. I mean, whatever. They want the game. I'm not yeah. sitting here complaining. It's just, you know. We we just seen it so much and tried it one time and it was a it was a big play to big play to Farouk it worked out man great great ball and how about the catch by Farouk yeah crazy. awesome man um Caden Green's got to be one of your starters at guard you, you're probably going to be looking for another guard if Matire's going to be out for a while but I don't know how he's not one of your starting guards moving forward after Saturday yeah I'm I'm guessing because of all the different factors that I would expect Caden Green to start at left guard and Troy Everett to play right guard and maybe maybe start at first or split time with Schaefer and and, and maybe see who wins, wins out there. I don't know. I, you know, I think you can trust Troy Everett to be able to move to right guard and give you a good, solid baseline. You kind of know what you're going to get from him. And I'm sure he'll be able to pick up the right guard pretty quickly. But, you know, maybe Caleb Schaefer ends up being able to to win that out. I don't know. But that would be my guess as to what you do. Try and keep things as as straightforward as possible for Caden Green. Potentially a big moment, though, that happened on Saturday if you got a true freshman playing at that level against a good Texas defensive line. No doubt. Holds well for the rest of the year. I agree. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. You're from Newcastle.